Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. It's immoral to let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my paper, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Aron Sports Podcast. It's your host, Frank Aron here. It is January 9th, 2019. It's a Wednesday. We actually uh, followed through and made it on time this week, so it's kind of nice now after the holidays have calmed down and uh, get the conclusion of football season here. I wish uh, football season wasn't winding down as well, but that's the way she goes. So Anyway, hopefully we have the last good few weeks here, and then, uh, then we'll be back to golf season here before we know it, and then before we know it, another football season will come around. But uh, before, before we get ahead of ourselves too much, Let's bring in Crabber from upstairs. Crabby, how you doing there this week? Yeah, not too bad. Busy as usual, the same old stuff. But uh, yeah, try to talk some games here and try to find some winners. How you doing yourself? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I didn't end up releasing anything last week. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit, I guess, in the weekend recap. But uh, it was pretty fun from a from a fan's point of view. There's a lot of a lot of close games and a lot of interesting games for multitude of different reasons so hopefully this next weekend ends up being as exciting as last weekend was absolutely so that's uh yeah that's like i said let's get into the weekend recap here the weekend recap so how did you do you end up put on any plays or yeah one release play for me uh, a little solo dolo but sometimes one's uh, all you need uh, one and done but uh got one home and like i said the chargers plus three uh, talked about that my pick of the week and talked about how I like that one and won in pretty easy fashion so pretty much a no sweater uh, even the backdoor cover that was kind of in play there or, sorry the backdoor win uh, from Baltimore but yeah the cover was never really in play uh, unless something really crazy would have happened so uh, pretty handled though handled the win there and yeah, pretty easy for the most part I kind of like that uh, spot and everything we talked about how we didn't like that Baltimore team and kind of ready to start fading them so that was good and we got out of, got a little bit of money made against uh, Baltimore that so that was good before the season ended but uh other than that he had just one play and uh, a few other ones and kind of had some leans but nothing too strong and uh kind of Indy was the other one I was kind of getting close to but kind of just felt like it was a little bit too public and feel like everybody was on I know I mentioned that in the pod just felt like everybody was hopping in on that Indy bandwagon so uh kind of felt like that with the Chargers but not quite as much I think to the extent and uh, I think the public is more on the Baltimore side so I think that's uh yeah just that one play for me and uh one and oh and finally got back uh, into the black here for the season so that's nice yeah absolutely that's better to do that later than earlier um yeah like I said I I like the Chargers pretty much all week too and uh I just kept waiting to release it and I bet it myself early in the week and I just couldn't fathom that it was going to move in Baltimore's direction, but then we kind of saw it moving a little bit in Baltimore's direction. And then I just kind of kept waiting and kept waiting, and then I ended up never putting it in, never releasing it as a play. So that's <laughs> kind of frustrating, especially when they had to sweat there a little bit at the end, but for the most part, it was fairly never in doubt. So anyway, and then on the uh, the flip side, I ended up getting a push on my pick of the week with the Cowboys with that ridiculousness that went on with their kicker and uh, going for two and 
and whatnot. And so I ended up getting a push. So that was kind of frustrating as well. But I was debating when the line moved a little bit more towards the Cowboys later in the week. I was debating releasing it at two and a half. Uh, not on the Cowboys and just figuring, you know, as long as it doesn't get to three, it's still how often does two come into play. But I'm sure glad I didn't or else I would have been really fuming <laughs> about how that whole thing went down this week. So anyway, I guess missed one opportunity there that I absolutely should have had and then maybe kind of got lucky by saving myself another one potentially. So uh, anyway, overall, though, like I said, it was pretty fun weekend of football from a, a viewing perspective. So that was that's always fun. It's a nice little consolation. Then, of course, the craziness with the – the way the Bears lost there, so. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump into uh, the divisional slate, huh? Well, we gotta get it. I uh, gotta do a quick recap. We. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the best of the number. I'd, okay, yeah, let's do uh, getting the best of the number. I forgot there's one that comes into play here. Getting the best of the number. When we're down to only four games here, I'm kind of losing the format. I'm trying to jump ahead. Get uh, get talking about these ones, but yeah, what, a uh, ahead of yourself so which, again, I already mentioned it, I guess, but which game was the one that where the number came into play? Uh, yeah, just the one we already talked about it, but uh, Seattle Dallas looks like that one open for the most part. I think it was plus three Seattle, at least a split line two and a half three, and then uh, a lot of Seattle money got all the way down to I think one one and a half ish, and then that was kind of the the the, the bottom out of the market for uh, da- Seattle support, and then some Dallas support came in late, like you said. Uh, I think on the, on the pod he said got Dallas at two. That was a consensus at the time we did the pod last week, uh, which again was late last week. Obviously, if you listened on Friday, and then um, yeah, by the time the close, I think the, the pretty much the closer was two and a half. Uh, Dallas pretty much consensus. So uh, yeah, perfect per, perfect example there. Like you said, uh, not a super key number with two landing right on two, but still uh, uh, that's that's what the segment's about to get invested number and a perfect example. So uh, we, even with the the few few amount of gains, we can still find some. Uh, Find some examples, I think, which is just a good sign, uh, an indicator to show you how, how important it actually is. Yeah, exactly. And that's a deal where I know, like I was saying, I would have been fuming, and I'm sure there's people, I know there's millions of people all across the country and the world that are, the bet the Cowboys minus two and a half that are shaking their head and, you know, swearing up a storm and talking about how unlucky they were. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, on one token on the coin, you were pretty unlucky, but another token, if you would have done a better job, you would have won your bet, betting the same exact team. So you can complain about how unlucky you were to a certain extent, but uh, you also had to look in the mirror there quite a bit too. So anyway, well, uh, now let's get into the games here. and Maybe I can go ahead and I looked ahead on the first two segments, so maybe I can go ahead and really reveal my pick of the week here during this segment before we get to that too. Yeah, the old <laughs> old Frankie the Drunken Sailor. <laughs> That's right. All, all ships out. Uh, alrighty. Uh, first game, we got the same format here. We got two Saturday games, two Sunday games, which I think I like that format quite a bit. I know it's not, not rocket science, so they figure that out, but it's kind of nice that I have the, the back-to-back pretty important games here on back-to-back weekends. What's, as far as it goes, what's your favorite, uh, day of football? I know it's, you hear the debated on different podcasts. If you had to take one weekend. Like I know a lot of people say conference championships, or some people say Super Bowl. What what would you have, would say is yours? I'd say it's either gonna be this week or the next week. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if you're, if you're talking about the playoffs, I mean, because I mean, I I'd probably prefer just the, especially early in the season when you don't really know what team are is which, and you can get a lot of value. I think of getting ahead of the mar the markets, the line moves, and all this other stuff of everything. So I think early in the season, kind of like week two, week three, week four. I think when you get all the games, full slate, no buys. I guess what I'd probably prefer if you're talking about playoffs only or 
you know, postseason type of stuff. I think, yeah, this week or next week is uh, it's hard to beat. I mean, wild card is good too, so it's pretty tough to pick pick something. I'd say any one of these weeks and uh, before Super Bowl probably is my is my pick. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's what I've had this argument with a handful of people, and I'll say like, yeah, you know, like week four pre buys full slate. You got a little bit of info, info to work off of. You got the eight nine early games, four or five late games, plus. You know, the three primetime games, people are like, that's insane. You know, whatever, you got a bunch of bad teams. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know, but there's way more betting opportunities. There's way more viewing opportunities. Uh, you know, these weekends are obviously fun, but especially now, like, as a Vikings fan, I, other than who I bet on, I don't really have any skin in the game. And, you know, you're not really that emotionally invested, whereas everyone's got hope earlier in the season. And then they got fantasy football going on and all that. So, but yeah, as far as playoffs go, uh, it seems like this round's usually kind of a blowout fest. Uh, you know, fairly often. So I, I wouldn't. I like that you have the four games here still. Um, and then on Wild Card Weekend, obviously you got the top teams out of the mix. So that kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of that because you know some of those teams, even if they win, are kind of dead. Uh, so I guess I'd probably say conference championships if you're talking about uh, playoffs. But anyway, first game, we got Indianapolis off their 21 to seven win over the Texans, heading to Kansas City. And Kansas City is a five and a half point home favorite here. The total of 57 uh yeah i can do every week in my power rating we're not going to use the strength of schedule rating because it's not doesn't really you know not prevalent as much this round uh i haven't done my research about it but yeah, i haven't heard anything about it so i'm not even going to include it in this podcast but yeah, i'll do my power rating uh westgate opener there in las vegas as well as the total uh for the total points there opener so yeah let's get going here indy, indy uh, kansas city my power rating kansas city four and a half westgate open Kansas City five and a half, and the total here opened fifty five and a half, and a little bit of a uh, you know earlier over early over money, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, I kind of went through and I had a little bit more handful of total uh, predictions myself, or leans right away when I looked at the numbers uh, Sunday and Monday. I had some uh, some quick totals that we'll talk about here and a couple other games. This is one of that too. I just thought it was a little bit too low. Not that I was going to go out and rush to the window to bet it, but I just felt like uh, it wasn't going to hold at uh, at the opener and then. And sure enough, now you see the you know it keeps creeping up here, fifty-seven, fifty-seven and a half. So I obviously agree with the move where it's at now. But uh, like I said, when I'm when I'm thinking about it, at fifty-five and a half is debating whether it's too high. It's obviously you know now definitely too high for me. So I won't be involved. Uh, the current number for the total side perspective uh, kind of feels similar. I've I've had some people I've uh, respect and stuff. They say they like the indie side. Um, I don't know. To me, it seems like this just isn't a good spot for indie. To, to personally, I don't know. It seems uh. Seems like they're kind of just you know the last few weeks the way they've had to, to play the the Tennessee game to get in and playing last week and you know they won in pretty convincing fashion against Houston it's pretty dominant but uh, at the same time it's uh, you know the divisional game those are always hard uh, you know competitive battles you, you know them pretty well and you know you grindstone you look at the offensive line defensive line there last week it was pretty the way they were grinding back and forth is pretty uh, you know a typical type of divisional game you'd see so I think it's uh, Gonna be tough for them to get back here on the road, go to Kansas City, and I, spot-wise, I just don't really like it the Indy spot, but I do like the team. So I'll be interested to see what that what happens there, and then um, I'm also really curious to see what happens. I know the typical deal is with Andy Reid, uh, just the coach in the playoffs, it just kind of flops, is what this his mo is. So I think uh, this I think this year might be a little bit different for him, but uh, obviously if, if it happens again here with uh, with the, the situation they have, it's uh, he's probably gonna never hear the end of it. So. 
I feel like this is a, you know, like I said, a pretty good spot for Kansas City, but just a little bit too expensive here for me. So I, I've had some people think that this line's going to come down, and I've heard a lot of support for Indy. So we'll see if I keep an eye on it if we get down to uh, something where I want to buy it. But uh, to me, it's probably going to be uh, either pass the game or, or Kansas City if it gets a little bit lower and take the favorite here at home uh, out, out the buy. Uh, the other thing too I want to mention is I know a lot of people have been saying the buys. Uh, uh, to me, I don't think this is quite as good as. as it's still obviously beneficial, but to, to compare this to the same as a, a buy that you have during the regular season, I think it's a lot different because, I mean, just the fact that you don't even know which opponent you're going to play, I think a lot of that has to do with preparing and everything is not just preparing your own team, but also preparing for the team you're playing. So the fact that you don't even know until you know Sunday, a week before, I think it's definitely beneficial to get the week off just from a physicality standpoint and planning your own players, but I definitely don't think it's, there's no way you can argue it's as, as beneficial during as as you would during the, the regular season when you already know who you're going to be playing in two weeks, so I think that's a caveat that I never really heard anybody you know, stress here as, as I listen to podcasts and listen to people I respect and just the public, you know, uh, what, they, what they're saying uh, throughout the, the radio waves and stuff here through the, you know, out, out the week, so. I think that's something to keep note of is too. I don't think it's quite as big an advantage as you'd expect. I think that's fair, definitely from a preparation standpoint. But as far as you said, like the physicality and recuperation standpoint, I think having the extra rest on top of the 16-game season and you're probably a little bit more banged up and a little bit more tired is probably more beneficial than you know a team that gets by in week five and then has to try to string together whatever 15 games straight after that. So I'd say I agree with you to an extent, but I also think that uh, the rest is more beneficial here now later in the season. Um, But as far as your handicap of the game goes, I totally agree. I kind of want to take Kansas City just because, like I said, like I mentioned earlier briefly, that a lot of times in the division round, it seems like there's – I'm pretty sure there's numbers to back this up. I don't have any off, off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure this is a round where you got a lot of home favorites that blow out these wild card road teams that are playing back to back road games, and you know usually going into fairly good home fields with fired up fans for a one or two seed that are well rested, and uh, assuming they don't come out totally flat and rusty off the layoff, and their teams prepared to play and and fired up. Uh, usually they're the better team and have a like in this situation Arrowhead's one of the best home fields in the league. And uh, that's just the only thing that's really holding me back here is, like you mentioned with the Andy Reid thing, I don't totally buy into that. Like, I know he makes some weird wonky decisions at times, but I also think he's a pretty good coach. So I think that's more just small sample size than anything. Um, Then also, but I think what's more real is just Mahomes, who's been incredible this year and in a lot of ways carried that team. But now it's his first playoff start. And, you know, who knows exactly if he's going to have a lot of jitters or butterflies and I'm not super worried about it, but in a spot where I I do like the indie team, like you said, it's not like I'm like been waiting to bet against them, like kind of like with Baltimore last week. So in a thing where I think it's a good spot for Kansas City, and I do like their team, uh, I just don't know if I'm going to quite get there to bet them or not. Um, the the one thing with indie, like you mentioned earlier too, it's just when you play the winning end game against Tennessee and then another rough game against Houston where they were kind of on cruise control, but they didn't end up scoring at all in the second half. It's just at some point they might just hit a wall and you know, everyone says, Oh, they're a team of fate and you know, the destiny's on their side. And you know, Simmons always talks about all oh, the team that gets hot late and just runs through the playoffs. And I think that that's kind of the romantic way to fantasize about how it works. But 
it's funny how that's the team of destiny until they're not, <laughs> you know, until they run into a buzzsaw and they're going to Kansas City here and get ran out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Colts had a good run. No one talks about how they were the, a team of destiny a couple weeks ago. So I like Kansas City. Not sure if I like them enough to lay the five and a half or not. Next game here, we got Dallas fresh off their win over Seattle, heading to the L.A. Rams. It uh, looks like the Rams are laying seven, some sevens with extra juice at home with a total of 49 and a half. Um, yeah, my power rating for this game, Rams minus six. Westgate open, Rams six and a half. Total here open, 49 and a half. Uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, early early Rams money here, pushing all the way up to seven, and uh, even some seven with juice is what the, the consensus number is here, like you were saying. So this one's tough for me. I mean, uh, I actually bet this one earlier. Uh, one of my guys uh, came in on the Rams pretty heavy, so... Another one I don't necessarily agree with. The same one that's on the Bears last week that I didn't really agree with at all. But this one I can kind of see a little bit more. But it's tough too after, like I said, the opener uh, below seven. Now, now taking a seven at seven. I mean, obviously if it closes seven and a half, it's still only beating the the market. But seven is such a key number, and especially in a game like this, I think it's, it, might, it might come into play as well, or has a chance of coming into play. Uh, but I also can see a game playing out too, where where Dallas just dead, and, and and the Rams kind of just come and blow them out. And that's probably where I would. Uh, tend to, to look towards if I had to guess where it's going to go. I, I feel like the Rams kind of would have their number here. I know, I've heard some people say that they match up well with Dallas, or Dallas matches up well with the Rams and all that stuff, and I really don't see that myself. I just don't, to me, I don't think this is a team that uh, I've, I've been too high on in Dallas, and the Rams, I think, have been uh, a little bit under the radar, as, as after, which is kind of ridiculous to say, I think, after the way they started the season and were undefeated there for a while and, and everything else, and the best team in the league, I think, by a, a wide margin, a few points, until New Orleans kind of came up on their on their rear and, and took the, took that thrown over of, of being the top dog in the league. But I feel like the, yeah, I, I have some concern, concerns with Goff. I'm still not super in on him and, and a few other things, uh, the, the defense, secondary. But I think all in all, I think uh, this Rams team has just got a lot more talent and, and better coaching uh, for sure all around. I think the coaching, I think it's the biggest thing that you had in the bye and, and other things. So like you kind of said uh, last uh, last game about the Chiefs, you just look at the spot and, and, and uh, everything else, uh, just how these divisional uh, in this round, you get these home dog, uh, home favorites being you know pretty good buys, and uh, I, I think that's where you have to look at here, as as opposed to looking at all these dogs that have been doing pretty good since last year in the playoffs. I think uh, to me, I you know that's the f- first place I'm going to look here is looking at the favorites and laying points, which is you know contrary to what I normally do throughout the season. But I think a lot of it too is you just get a little bit of built-in line value d- due to the fact that. Uh, the public, what, what did they see last? I mean, the, again, like I said, the Rams, they kind of struggled. Not, not struggled, but definitely didn't look as dominant as they did towards the end of the campaign here. And then they go into a buy and they're kind of sitting at their couch, you know, sitting on their couch or sitting in the in the office, not being seen or not uh, on TV, as opposed to like a Dallas team that went in there and beat, uh, went home and beat Seattle and any team that went into Houston and beat them pretty handily. So, you know, look at Luck and look at what he did and look at Prescott and you know, whatever. So you can like kind of, you know, the public can talk this, themselves into these teams because it's like we see what, what they see last. So um, I, I think that also bodes to the fact of uh, getting extra value here on these home teams. So all in all, I think, uh, like I said, I, I, I won't bet the Rams here at this point. I, I think it's just a little too pricey for me. Uh, obviously, the teaser is a pretty prime candidate here. Uh, perfect range, I think, for that teaser. If, if your book will allow it, I heard some things where even, I don't know if you heard that or not, but how Pinnacle's not allowing the the teaser for the Rams uh, Saints uh, six point teaser. They're not even they won't let you tease it down below three. So that's uh, that's that's telling you something right there. When Pinnacle, one of the sharpest offshore books in the world, is uh, not letting you do that, I think that's a pretty good indicator of uh, a play that you'd probably want to get in your pocket if uh, if your out allows that. So 
Uh, yeah, so to, to me, I think uh, yeah, a little bit uh, long, elongated here, but I think uh, some important points made. But I think uh, look at the Rams side, if anything. But yeah, it's just hard for me to bet this game. But I, d- I definitely uh, nothing else. I guess I really, really don't like the Dallas side. If you're thinking about laying, uh, taking the points, right? I just don't really think this is a a team you want to get in bed with right now in Dallas. I think this you know it has blowout written all over it. Otherwise, maybe a, a borderline cover at the end. So I think either way, just stay away uh, for for the Dallas side. Yeah, actually, I disagree on this one. Um, I'll preface it by saying I don't think I, I like Dallas enough to bet them, and I don't trust Garrett or Prescott whatsoever on the road, and that's probably what's going to keep me off them is the Dallas uh, road performance this year. Their best wins are, I guess, the Eagles team when they were struggling or at the Falcons. Other than that, they've been pretty abysmal on the road for the most part this season, so that's kind of enough to keep me off. But as far as the Rams go, like you say, they're under the radar right now. It's like, well, they beat the the Niners and the Cardinals in their last two games. And was, I'm not going to give them hardly any credit for those two wins. And then before that, they lost to the Eagles at home, and then they went and no-showed on the road against the Bears. And I just think ever since the uh, – like I don't, I don't want to go all the way back to the Cooper Cup injury. I don't think he's like a difference maker. Like he's going to change the whole team. But it just seems like there's been something that just hasn't been right with the Rams for a while. And they, you know, even with their 13-3 and record, I do agree with you, though. I don't think the public perception thinks the Rams are juggernauts or anything like that. I think that's kind of more reserved for the Saints. But I just don't. I don't think the defense has been right for a while either. And at the beginning of the year, they were just winning shootouts against teams and outscoring them. And I think they could probably, you know, they'll probably be able to do that to Dallas here. But I just don't have any faith they can stop anybody. And I just I don't like Prescott really. But if they can get Zeke going and kind of control the game and almost slow it down here uh just seven seems like quite a few points for a defense that really hasn't been able to stop many people other than the cardinals team i guess so i i think i was pretty low on dallas early in the year and i think their defense just keeps getting better and better for the most part so you got a pretty good defense that i think should travel relatively well against a team that's been pretty mediocre here for a good month and a half now uh, i just feel like and against and this is a situation too where the home field is. I mean, who knows? I don't think we've. I don't know if we know how good the home field will be for a Rams playoff game. But I'd say there's a decent chances to split with Dallas fans and how good they travel. Like I, I don't have a feeling this home field is going to be much at all. Whereas like the Kansas City home field, you know, I'd say that's worth three and a half, four somewhere you know, at least with their home field playoff crowd. I think this is kind of the polar opposite here. So even though. It looks like you're only catching a point and a half more than the first game. I think in reality, that's actually quite a few bit more points here uh, with Dallas. So I don't know. I, I don't like I said. I don't like it enough. I don't trust Jason Garrett. Like you said, the, the coaching mismatch is heavily in the favor of the Rams, and the the quarterback I think is slightly in favor of the Rams, even though I don't I haven't like Goff as much as most people do. So for those reasons, I'll probably stay away from this game. But I would definitely look towards the Dallas side. If you made me bet the game. For those reasons, you're uh, going to have to get chopped or what? <laughs> yeah, for those reasons, Chef Frank, you will not be making a bet on this game. Uh, all right, on to Sunday. we got the Chargers coming off their uh, win over the Ravens, 23-17, heading to New England. The Pats are four-point home favorites with a total of 47. Yeah, my power rating here in New England, 3.5. Westgate open, New England, 4.5. The total here open, 48.5. This one's kind of kicking myself personally. Uh, I saw this. Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't say kicking myself, but definitely it, I saw it yesterday. It was sitting at forty-five and a half was the total. 
And when I looked through the numbers, I didn't really, I didn't have the work and I didn't just have the guts to pull the trigger because I like to do my research and run everything I can to, to make before I actually go put a bet in. But I saw 48 and a half, I think, at stations and uh, some other, a few other places, 48 and a half here. I just thought that, you know, that total is just too high for me. I just don't know how it's that high. Uh, so I was, you know, I wanted to look at the weather and a few other things. And then, you know, sure enough, day later, next day, it goes down two, two, three points. And that's where it's sitting 45 and a half. So it's, Pretty tough for me, but then now uh, this morning actually uh, came in too. I was a uh, guy was on the over as well, so I was, I'm, I'm on a little over money, even though I like the under. So you gotta like that. So um, yeah, so you see it tick back up. We, we bought a 45 and a half, 46, and now it's been bought back up here, uh, 47, 46 and a half. So I think we'll kind of settle in there. I would imagine that uh, it seems a little bit like I think this seems more like the right number, 46, 47 ish, as opposed to that 48 or 49 range. Uh, to me, but uh, like I said, I guess it doesn't do a whole lot of good where it's sitting now. Uh, but as for the side, I I I do like uh, the the Patriots side. I know I'm kind of banging my head against the wall here with these favorites, but I I don't think I'm going to get to the window with either of the other two favorites. But this New England one, I think I could definitely talk myself into, and and I won't be surprised at all if I had a a, a decent sized wager by the end of the week here on the Patriots uh, laying points here at home. I just it, it's kind of annoying because I I've all all season or specifically last part of the season i'm talking about how this patriots team is not the same and you can't really go by all these trends and the stats with belichick and brady because they're i think they're a different team and i think their you know dynasty might be done here but at the same time when I mean, you're talking about a near equal teams with the, the spot and you talk about this to me that's kind of similar to indy kansas city only on steroids with spot wise i mean the chargers have been all over the place traveling all this other stuff and then you have patriots been sitting at home here uh some home games down the season then on a bye and Again, staying real under the radar. They haven't looked that flashy or anything like they always do. And uh, yeah, to me, that's just a, just a just screams a spot that screams New England. I think probably the best spot for any team here out of any of these games. So um, I, I don't know if it can take any lower, but I think uh, it just depends on. I'll be betting. It's just a matter of what number and and how much, but uh, and how big of a play I'll have on it. But uh, like I said, I think New England's going to come in here, and this is just a typical game that you see New England come and and handle handle their business and just get the job done. Especially against, uh, you know, then you add in the coaching factors like we talked about in the last game. It's just a, a, a huge, a huge, you know, priority there. A huge uh, benefit to the to the Patriots side, in my opinion. So I just don't really like that Chargers coaching staff, the head coach. So and then you look at the quarterback. Uh, I, I don't Rivers. Uh, the, he, if you watch the game, he really didn't play that all that great. He, they they couldn't score in the red zone. And then if you look at the Patriots defense, what what are they good at? They're a perfect bend but don't break defense. And, and that's what the Chargers couldn't do last week because they couldn't get in the red zone. So I mean, you might be able to get by. Uh, last week against that Baltimore team, we haven't been high on, but uh, to do that in the Patriots, I mean, you're going to be able to need. To, you're going to need to score here with uh, you would expect and and get touchdowns uh, and put it in the end zone. So if they won't be able to do that, and uh, you know, just from what I've seen last week and then at the end of the season, I think it's more of this defense that's taking over as opposed to the offense. And to me, that's a little bit uh, worrisome for a Chargers team. So uh, not you know not not gonna make my biggest bet of the year on the Patriots. Not you know obsessed with it by any means, but uh, I think I definitely like the one of probably my favorite game here on the board is probably this Patriots uh, side here. Well, yeah, we disagree again here fairly strongly. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, the Pats, again, kind of like the Rams, they took care of business the last two weeks against the Jets and the Bills and beat up on the bottom feeders there in their in their division. But if you look before that, they had they struggled at the Steelers, which it looks like a little worse loss now, and then at the Dolphins. So you can say, well, those were two away games. And I do agree they're a team that has a fairly big home road split. But a team that doesn't have a big home road split is the Chargers. And so I don't have any worry of them going on the road. They, they went into Kansas City this year and won. They went into Pittsburgh this year and won. They went into Seattle this year and won. 
Uh, they, I just don't have any, I don't lack any confidence that the Rivers, even though I'm not a huge state, didn't play great for part of that game or most of the game last week, but I, I have faith that he's going to get it going too. And uh, I don't know, I just think New England's been super underwhelming here basically all year. And yeah, they, they have a couple, couple weeks to prepare. With Belichick is obviously a huge edge, but their their offense has just looked. Just, there's just no talent. There's no playmakers, and I think the Chargers' defense is a pretty good unit that I think will give has enough speed to give the uh, the Pats a lot of trouble here. And I th- I think at this point in his career, Brady's smart, but I don't think he's that. I don't think he has that much arm talent anymore. He's capable of making a ton of plays that aren't really schemed for him. So I think if the Chargers get some pressure on him at all. I think uh, the Chargers are going to be in a great spot here. And as as you were saying, how you think it's the worst spot out of any team, I think the difference is the, the Colts had a head-to-win-and-in scenario to even make the playoffs on Week 17, whereas the Chargers, they played a uh, Denver team that was just off a embarrassing loss and pretty much packed in their season, and they sleptwalked through a game in Week 17 that was pretty meaningless to them, if almost not totally meaningless, but pretty meaningless to them. And uh, they definitely weren't exuding a ton of energy, I don't think, in that game. So, yeah, they had to go on the road. This will be their second straight week on the road, which obviously isn't great. But I don't know. I don't. I don't quite see it that way at all. And I think, I think the Chargers have a better quarterback right now, and for most of the season, coaching obviously is a fairly big advantage to New England. But everywhere else on the field, basically, I pretty much give the edge to the Chargers here. So, as for a, for a spot here where I think that the Chargers are a slightly better team. I mean, I, I, you can't just look at records by any means, but the only reason the Chargers are the five seed and New England was the two seed was because the Chargers happened to play in the same division as Kansas City. So uh, I think the Chargers are the better team here, and the fact they're getting this many points just goes to show you that I do think it's a uh, home field playoff plus somewhat of a spot of having to play back-to-back road games. And uh, the Pats being able to rest, but I think that's a fairly accurate, uh, you know, four-point home field edge. But in that situation, give me the Chargers, and that won't be a huge bet for me. But uh, yeah, we disagree on this one. Next game is Philadelphia heading to New Orleans. You got New Orleans laying eight, eight and a half points at home with a total of fifty and a half. Oh yeah, my power rating here: New Orleans seven, Westgate open, New Orleans minus nine, and the total here open fifty-one and a half. Um, this game here to me, uh, I, I can only look, I can only look one way and that one way I'd look would be Philadelphia, but it just, uh, you know, getting the points. But to me, it just, it just seems like, it seems like this is a game where, I don't know, maybe I mentioned it last week. I, I think I said that Philadelphia might be able to get by here, Chicago or, or make it close. And then if they do get by, I think you're going to run into a bus on New Orleans. And it's just uh, another, again, you just don't look at really that good of a spot here uh, for this Philly team. And, it seems like this is a spot where you know the natural uh, story fairy tale ending comes to an end. You think they're you know they go up against best team in the league here. Uh, most people have New Orleans rated and a Breeze team that's rested and that offense kind of goes off here against this uh, banged up but improving or getting healthier Philadelphia defense. But uh, you'd think that this is the spot here. But at the same time, I mean, how many if you keep betting against the, the, the Eagles here, you're not going to be making money the last uh, few years. So uh, specifically in the playoffs and with Foles. So. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough for me to do, uh, to get to the window. I probably will just stay away. Uh, it'll be a really fun game to watch. I think it'll be uh, fairly competitive, but to me, it seems like a game where Philly might be able to hang with them early and then, uh, not, not be able to stay in the game. I think New Orleans might be able to, a little bit of a closer type of horse here in this, in this, in this matchup. And I still don't really know, like I said, with Foles, he's been capable and been pretty impressive. I've been pretty wrong about Foles, I think, over and on. I mean, what he did last week, he, Threw that a couple of picks that were a little bit flaky, and but you know, the biggest thing with him is he had those those ribs, and that's what everybody was. I think that's where that money came when we were talking about last week. That money came on Chicago. I think a lot of that had to do with the ribs. Cause he didn't know how healthy uh, healthy Foles was, and uh, even with that injury, and uh, he made it seem like it wasn't that big of a bother. But I mean, obviously the ribs has got to be a bother to a point. So I mean, he didn't play great, but he definitely played uh, you know well enough to to get by. And 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 when it came down in the clutch there at the end, he he made the throws and got through the defense. So. Not uh, you, you just gotta tip your cap, and like I said, I think this might be the the end of uh, of the of the run. But uh, boy, yeah, what a run it's been! So, uh, fun game to watch, but to me, um, no opinion really. And on the total, actually, uh, moving moving a little bit on the over here, uh, I think uh, I kind of agree with that. So I'll be uh, having a little bit of money on the over, but uh, not a, not a huge opinion. Yeah, I think I, I, I like New Orleans. I I just think Philly's been overrated for a while and they got it done again last week and their defense is starting to play a lot better to their credit so you do have to factor that in i just think one of these times here Foles is going to be exposed <laughs> as the uh you know mediocre to bad quarterback that will randomly make a couple good throws here and there and i just think new orleans rested and ready i think people have kind of got thrown off the scent a little bit because they had those three straight road games where they lost to the Cowboys and then barely beat the Bucks and barely beat the Panthers uh, before they came back and finished the season with two home games, one of which they didn't play any of their starter or a lot of their starters for. So I think it's looked a little bit uh, less impressive and people have not necessarily gotten off them by any means, but they're not coming in. Like you said earlier, watching Philadelphia, just take care of Chicago and Chicago and feeling great about, Oh, you know, it's another team of destiny. And New Orleans is kind of you know, limping in, quote unquote, you know, kind of into the playoffs here. So I think this could easily be ten, ten or more. If uh, after you know, if, if this line gets put back next week, I just think the Saints are gonna blow them out here. And like Philly, earlier in the year when Philly lost forty-eight to seven in New Orleans, obviously that was with Wentz, and there were some more defensive injuries. You know, that might be a little bit healthier now. But I just think. New Orleans is just going to be too much of a test for uh, the, for this Philly secondary. And a situation, too, where I like the quarterback, I like the coach, I like everything about the Saints for the most part right now. Uh, I could see them slipping up potentially sometime in the playoffs, but I just don't really see it being this game. And I could see it in a spot where New Orleans puts up some points and Foles has to try to press to, to match, and then bad things start to happen. So... I I don't generally hate laying more than a touchdown, specifically in playoff games, but I would absolutely look at the New Orleans side here. And I wonder, you know, like you said about the penny with teasing, I wonder is that just for the Rams New Orleans, or are they talking about like any combination here for these type of playoff games? You know, no, it's just the Rams New Orleans game. They're just that okay. specific. I guess they have in their, you know, deep uh, open up the book and blow off the dust. They have uh, in their. Uh, terms and conditions, I guess, a deal where if any teasers play, they can adjust to make a basically a, a floor of how low they can tease a game. So I guess for the, these two games, it says you can take the teaser if you want, but we're not going to give you better than uh, minus three on each game. So <laughs> it's pretty much uh, ridiculously stupid to take it at that point, uh, you know, losing obviously a couple points of value on each game at the same yeah. price. 
boys I discuss, and it's like I hate how they can say, "Oh yeah, we'll offer the bet," but it's like, well, if, if we think you have, you know, any, if you think this is a good bet, basically, we can t- we can no action yet or change the rules now. That's just kind of uh, pretty despicable there. On uh, you know, the, whatever you like, you like to uh, think that you have a chance, or most people that have a chance, they're not just going to say, "Oh, we're only taking sucker bets," especially like you said, one of the sharpest books in the world. They're offshore, so that's uh. Yeah, whatever. That's kind of disheartening. But anyway, that being said, I guess you can't do it with the Rams, which I don't really like the Rams a ton anyway. But I think New Orleans is a perfect candidate to just tease up and down the board with anything you like. Not that you want to go all in on one game, but uh, just I can't imagine the Saints not winning this game by a field goal. So maybe that's the kiss of death. We'll we'll have to see. But uh, you know, Big D Nick will get me again. But anyway, uh, yeah, New Orleans here for me. So. All right, that uh, that'll do it. Let's get our picks of the weekend. The AS pick of the week. All right, well, you got her done last week. You said the Chargers. We were debating on whether you could get in two and a half or three because there wasn't really consensus. And uh, like you said, you said it didn't matter. I think they're going to win the game outright. They did fairly easily. And I had a push on the Cowboys game. Uh, so that gets you. Back to six, nine, and one on the year, and that gets me to seven, eight, and one. Now we both got a push. So because again, to show you how important the number is, when we're just picking one game a week, and we both have a push. Uh, anyway, you keep the T box though. Let's keep her going. Who are you looking towards this week, Rob? Yeah, real quick, just got a notification. I got sidetracked putting the wrong sounder on, but I don't know if you saw it, but uh, that maybe it's old news. But I just got a notification that uh, the Jets are looking at uh, the Dolphins' old head coach, Adam Gase. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's what they said. They're looking at it. potentially. They're probably potentially looking at him, but it sounds like he's looks like he's going to be the next uh, head coach for the Jets. Which seems, I don't know. They, they, some of these decisions that are being made by these GMs and teams are pretty questionable in my eyes. But <laughs> whatever. I guess maybe that's why I don't. Uh, I'm not a GM. But I actually uh, kind of like Gaze a little bit. I don't, I don't think he had much to work with at all in Miami there, and I'm not a big Tannehill guy. I, I like that a lot more than McCarthy, if you ask me, or you know, a couple other people they were looking at. Yeah, not Caldwell. I, yeah, for sure. Um. Anyway, let's stick to the other yeah, pick of the week. Oh, well, um, I don't know where you're going, so maybe this will be our first head-to-head. But I think, uh, yeah, when you only have four games, you don't have a whole lot of crop to choose from. And uh, I, I do like that teaser. I, I would like the teaser a lot, the Rams New Orleans teaser. But uh, like I said, if, if the biggest book in the world is they're gonna narrow it down. I mean, I'd be tempted just to take them both at three and just, uh, especially since we're not doing it, be kind of an even trade-off since we don't do the juice. We're just in the pick of the week and take the you know pick, make a pick uh, against the spread. But I don't want to do that just because I don't know how widely available you can get it and all that stuff. Uh, hopefully, if you can, definitely go out and get it. I like that a lot. Uh, that'd be my probably my number one play to take uh, the teacher, the Rams, and the and the Saints. But just be a little bit more fair here for the picks of the week. I think I'll uh, stick with what I was pretty strong about here, and I'll just take the Patriots minus four. Looks like it's pretty much consensus across the board. So give me the Patriots uh, minus four there at home. All right. Yeah, I thought thought about going head to head with you. But I don't think I That'd feel be a quite as strongly as you will. So I am going to do another game that we both kind of like. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that tease. But since the Rams, like you said, get uh, held back, I'm gonna instead of doing the Rams, I'm gonna take Kansas City. Uh, tease them. I, you know, you're not supposed to tease through zero, but I do a money line parlay here. If you know, you would probably save a little bit of juice, I would think. And uh, whatever, tease them to a plus a half, and then tease New Orleans down to two, and uh, go with those two. So get uh, both the number one seeds through here is uh, my pick of the week. All righty. 
So that'll do her. Any concluding thoughts here on the divisional pod, Crabber? No, yeah, ready to go. Um, don't see a whole lot of volume again, but yeah, it'll be fun. I think uh, most of my plays are going to be, uh, yeah, have a few of them here, scarce plays, maybe something on the Super Bowl with a lot of public money, but I have a play or two this weekend, but yeah, nothing uh, nothing too crazy, but like you'd see uh, during the during the regular season, but definitely still uh, you know, take a look at our own sports and also all the tools we have available, take a look at the app and everything else. But yeah, other, other than that, just, uh, pretty excited here for some football this weekend for sure. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you know, uh, I'll be up in St. Cloud here at uh, my girlfriend Allie's place. She wanted me to give her a shout-out, even though I don't, don't think she even listens to the pod. So anyway, shout-out to her. But uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll be able to sneak in uh, the game, so I want to watch them on replay here. But anyway, uh, hopefully they're as exciting as they were last weekend, that's for sure. And like you said, uh, check out the own Sports, both our pages, see if we release any plays. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have at least one or two here going this weekend. So it should be a good weekend. As long as you don't forget. And what? As long as you don't forget, that is. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true. As long as I don't forget again. But uh, So that'll do it. Good luck to everybody this weekend. Best of luck on your bets. Hopefully it's a good weekend. And we'll be back next Wednesday to do the uh, championship round preview. So have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.